So when I started, I was really starting from my parents' house in my bedroom, Mm -hmm. my childhood bedroom. And I wasn't doing too much because I had been sick and it was COVID. So I had a lot of time on my hands, but I really started to detox my life. So Mm -hmm. in a way, it was kind of like delegating the day-to-day tasks and eliminating anything that didn't align with what I really wanted to do. Hey, 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 you are listening to the Master Delegator Podcast. My name is Christy Yoder, founder and CEO of Smart VAs and your podcast host. Can I tell you a secret? I am obsessed with teamwork and delegation. I consider myself a lazy entrepreneur, not because I don't like working, but because I always find ways to do things in the most effective and easiest way. I was born and raised in Manila, Philippines, moved to the States and grew my agency from one person to now more than 70 plus team members as of this recording. I was able to grow my business 10 times more after I hired my first virtual assistant within three months. And together with my team, we have helped more than 200 stressed and overwhelmed business owners scale their businesses by delegating to virtual assistants. I was able to grow my agency from zero to a six-figure business all because of delegation. And that's why my goal in this podcast is to help you grow your business by giving you fresh perspectives on delegation, outsourcing, and up-to-date proven business strategies, and teaching you how to scale your business while living a freedom-filled lifestyle. So, are you ready to become a master delegator? Let's dive right in. Emily, thanks for being on the podcast. I'm so excited to get to know more about you. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a bit more about yourself? Of course. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Emily. I am from Rhode Island and still live in Rhode Island. I went to college for industrial design at MassArt in Boston and really fell in love with branding design there. Um, I started freelancing in college um, and dreamed of starting my own business, but it felt super scary. So I always said, when I have kids, that'll be the time and it's, it'll be the perfect time to you know transition. And so it was always someday in the future. Um, however, in March 2020, we all know what happened. Um, I was also diagnosed with Crohn's at the same time. And that's when I knew I just had to start. I couldn't imagine myself going to a nine to five with the doctor's appointments. So um, I started with virtual assistance work while getting my health coaching certification and ended up tripling my income in the first few months. Wow, that is so cool. You know, you, you've been through a lot, you know, in 2020, you know, we had, we had the pandemic. I mean, we still have the pandemic right now. And also during that time, you know, in 2020, you also found out that you have, you know, Crohn's disease. What is Crohn's disease, if if you don't mind me asking? Of course, yeah. It's So it's inflammation in the body where the body's immune system just kind of over-responds and you develop ulcers and all sorts of fun things in the intestines. And um, Crohn's disease is the same thing as IBD and IBD, irritable bowel disease um, includes Crohn's and 
ulcerative colitis. So some people can just have a part of their colon affected and some people it's the whole system is full of inflammation. Wow. And how did you overcome that? Um, it took a while, um, but I finally got into a really good doctor. It was a little hard and took a little while with <laughs> with the pandemic, but um, I ended up joining, my doctor recommended this mindfulness group um, at Brigham and Women's, and so they really helped, and they put me on the path to uh, going to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, where I learned more about um, holistic health and wellness and how to supplement um my treatment with my doctor. Wow. And and so right now you're like all good. You don't have it anymore or you're still like, are you like recovering from it? Yeah, it's a lifelong thing. Most people um, will either go into remission or have some symptoms. So luckily I am in remission. Thank goodness I had all the wow. flexibility with starting my own business. So yeah, that, well. <laughs> that is so great to hear. I'm, I'm glad that it's not something, you know, very serious because You know, just looking at you right now, you're such a sweet girl. And I feel like, you know, I feel like that's not that's not the kind of thing that, you know, you should go through. You know, you should just live life have happily and do the things that you want in life. So I'm really glad that it's not something uh, it's not like a life in that situation. Um, so, yeah. Um, so tell me about how you started your virtual assistant journey. You know, what kind of skill did you choose or I don't know if you chose your your skill set or were you given a chance to do something and you were like ah I can do this thing so why not do this you know (laughs) yeah so I went to school for industrial design like I mentioned Mm -hmm. um, but I felt super overwhelmed because I love to do so many things Mm -hmm. Um, so being a virtual assistant opened so many doors I experienced so many potential career pathways and got to learn from a lot of other women and just spent that time expanding my network Um, I've always kind of worked several jobs um, because the best advice that was ever given to me was that you can't ever take a bad job. Everything will always come together to help you some way in the future. So I definitely did that in college, did all of the different things. Mm -hmm. Um, But everything we do, every experience we have, I truly believe just comes together to shape what we're meant to do in life. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of why I started uh, with virtual assistants. And um, my first client was, I found through IIN, she was a guest lecturer. And I just reached out to her on a whim and said, do you need help with absolutely anything? I'll do anything. You just seem like such a cool person. And I really led with the connection. And so I try to do that with all of my clients now. Wow. So So what do you do for your clients now? Uh, Marketing and design. Um, I own Bet Creative, which I recently started. I put a name on it. I made it official. um, And now I do marketing and design because I actually applied to be a full-time virtual assistant or an office assistant. And I made it through the entire interview process. And the founder at the end said, I was looking at your resume and all of the stuff that you do falls into marketing. Would you ever consider doing that in the future? And I was like, hmm. So I went and I looked at all of the things that I was doing for my current clients. And I was like, I made it all the way back to square one design work. (laughs) Wow. Well, Well, I'm glad that you had that interview 
you know, that kind of helped you realize that, oh yeah, I'm doing marketing and design. You know, it's not like, it's not like your typical visual assistant that helps with admin tasks. Because I think a lot of people, when they hear the word virtual assistant, they think about a virtual secretary or an executive assistant, but they just don't know that, you know, being a virtual assistant is more than being an assistant. You can be a marketing um, assistant, like you you can support business owners or entrepreneurs with marketing and also with design as well, just kind of like what you're doing. And so tell me about, this is something that I'm really curious to know about because you started your, your VA business in 2020 and you were able to triple your, your income within just uh, a few months. So tell me about the steps that you took in order to, to achieve that goal. I, I, I'm not sure if that was your goal, you know, have trip, you know, tripling your income. Um, but tell me about the steps that you took in order to, to, to come to that point and how, how can a business owner or an entrepreneur do the same thing? Sure. Yeah. So when I started, I was really starting from my parents' house in my bedroom, Mm -hmm. my childhood bedroom. And I wasn't doing too much because I had been sick and it was COVID. So I had a lot of time on my hands, but I really started to detox my life. So Mm -hmm. in a way, it was kind of like delegating the day-to-day tasks and eliminating anything that didn't align with what I really wanted to do. And this may seem a little woo-woo, I guess, but I really just, like I said, led with my intuition when talking with clients and I just found my way to the right people. And from there, they referred their friends to me. And so it just all kind of built out from there. So I would definitely say that to make that, to make your first steps in business successful, to definitely take a look at your life and eliminate what you don't love doing and don't do anything you don't love because I wasn't ready to hire someone when I first started. I didn't even know if it was going to work, but I wanted to give it the best shot that I could. Wow, that's awesome. So you have a VA business and then you started hiring other VAs to to help you, you know, with your business. Is that right? That's that's one of the the things that help you triple your income. Um, I didn't, but I did help. I asked for help with family and friends and help with like insurance with my doctors. That's a whole job in itself and like making meals and things like that. I would just kind of like ask people to help me, um, like my family and eating with them and things like that. So just like the day-to-day things. So if you're not ready to hire someone, then you could definitely just outsource those smaller tasks. I see. So when you when, when you said eliminate the things that, that you don't love doing, so you're not just talking about work here. You're also right. talking about your personal life. Yes. Like, you know, like if you don't like cooking, well, ask your 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 friends or your your family, one of your family members to cook for you. You know, so so you can do the things that you love doing and you have more time to do the things that are important, you know, in your life or in your business. Um, so you talked about de- detoxing your life. Like, how exactly did you do that? So I know you talked about um, eliminating and you also talked about delegating. Um, is there anything else um, that 
that that you did in order to kind of declutter your life? How about, you know, eating healthy food or doing exercises? Yeah, wellness is a, a big part of my life. So I really got rid of all of those little odd jobs that I had and spent a lot of time on myself before really starting anything. I meditated every morning and I, I still do because it kind of sets the tone for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read a lot of self-help books, business books, learned how to start. So my goal was to learn how to do everything myself so that down the road, I could hire a team and like be able to support them to the best of my ability. But I wanted to learn things first. And so that included, you know, reading and doing all of the research. And um, luckily we have, I have a friend who's a lawyer and an accountant. So that was perfect. And I just picked their brain and sat down with them. So I definitely say like, look into your network and who you have around you and just ask for that help up front. Nice. That that's really good. And don't hesitate to ask for help. You know, people need help all the time. And so we shouldn't be afraid or be shy, you know, shy away from asking um, for help because we all need help. <laughs> all right. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Are you sick and tired of being overwhelmed and afraid you'll never scale your business? Meet Smart VAs. Unlike many virtual assistant agencies that only assign one dedicated virtual assistant, we provide flexibility for growing businesses by assigning a team of experienced virtual assistants that can do different tasks to support your continuous growth. Visit smartvas.online to book a free discovery call and start growing your business. Um, you talked about, you mentioned about, you know, getting a lot of referrals from your clients. Why, why do you think your clients referred you to their network or friends? Like why you, why not other people? Like what is it that you do to them or you do for them that makes them feel like, Oh, Emily is the best person for this job. Um, I think maybe the first thing that I would say isn't even really related to me. It was just they all have said something along the lines of they feel so much lighter and they get their time back. So mm. hiring out is just such a value add to their business because they can focus on what they want to do and making their client experience the best it can be. Um, so yeah, that was definitely the top thing that they've all mentioned. Plus the clients that I chose all kind of fell within the wellness sphere. And so they were connected to other people in the wellness world. And so they knew that I was the one to go to, and I would have a little bit more experience and more interest in their industry. Yeah, that's right. And that's the importance of niching down 
you know, like you have a VA business, but you're not for everyone. You know that you only want to support, you know, entrepreneurs in the wellness industry. And that's really good. I think that's one of the things that entrepreneurs or business owners need to do if they want to grow their business. They have to know who they want to target. Otherwise, they won't be able to target any anyone because they don't know who their target audience is. And so I love, I love that you know who your people are and who you want to be, you know, involved with. Because I think it's really important that we work with people that we want to work with. You know, we just don't we it's important that it's important that we don't just work for people just, you know, just to have money or just to get paid. And because in the long run, it won't be sustainable because you need to be passionate about the work that you're doing and also the people that you are helping. So I think that's also one of your 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 keys to, to success, you know, you know right. yeah, knowing who your people are. Yeah. <laughs> so um, why do you think people should hi- hire a virtual assistant? Um, well, I would say definitely because it gives them their time back. And I think even if you're, you feel like you're not ready, the moment that, (laughs) this is another piece of advice that I got, is that the moment that you think that you're ready for a virtual assistant, it's too late. (laughs) It's never too late, but you should always just jump into it the moment that you start feeling a little bit overworked because you never want it to become not fun anymore. And the reason that you got into your business is to serve people probably and to help people. And if you're not able to do that, then it it sucks all the fun out of it. And then, you know, you could go be unhappy and working for someone else. So if you're working for yourself, definitely take advantage and just um, hire out and get to do what you love all day. (laughs) Yeah, that that is so true. So it seems like you have surrounded yourself with good people because you you have really great advice uh, that you received from them and now you're able to like kind of pass that on to other people. So that's really great. So do you have like a business coach or do you have like a community supporting you? Um, yes. So I, ironically, the moment that I realized that I probably would need a business coach my college, MassArt, sent out an application for a business fellowship. And so I applied to that and got in. And I have all of these wonderful people in my class with me who are either starting their own business or have had one for a while. So they've definitely been such an amazing community to surround myself with. That's really good. And I, I think it's really, I, be, I believe that it's really important that you, that we surround ourselves with people and not just people you know, ordinary people, but healthy people, people that would be able to, to pour into us, you know, Um, so not just, not just some kind of random person, you know, it should be people that we need in our life, like specific people. And so what do you, kind of like what I mentioned earlier, I think I touch on, I touch on this um, a little bit, you know, when people heard the word virtual assistant, you know, what comes to their mind is that um, a virtual assistant is a secretary or an executive assistant. So what is a virtual assistant to you? Like, 
because that's what you do, right? But you're not really an executive assistant. You do marketing and design. So what is your definition of virtual assistant? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Definitely a supporter, a team member, someone who can integrate into your business and just really help support from the back end and help everything to come together. But I feel like you could hire several different VAs with different um, job titles who can all work together to really support your business. And it's something like they're building blocks. You can keep adding and subtracting based on your needs and what works for you and where you need support. And of course, the things that you don't want to do. (laughs) Right. So VAs are kind of like one of the things that they do is to cheer you up, you know, as a business owner, if you feel overwhelmed and stressed and they cheer you up by taking on tasks that, you know, you're overwhelmed with and the tasks that you're not happy to do, you know? So I I really like that. Um, And so what is, what do you think is the best way to delegate to a virtual assistant? I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's like a specific way you want to be delegated to, right? Like you don't just want a client like, hey, Emily, I want you to, to do this. And they don't give you any instructions at all. So I don't know if you've experienced that, but, but in your own, uh, you know, experience, you know, what is the best example of delegating effectively? Right. So you don't have to know exactly how to do it, but I would just say have an open mind and let them inform you what they need or ask what you can do to make the process easier for them. I'd also definitely have systems in place to the best of your ability. The reason why you might be hiring someone is to help you with those systems. So you might not know, but to just have all of the components there. So for a marketing example, if you're wanting to market on social media and you're hiring me to be your social media manager, have a good photo shoot, have like all the basic pieces. Like if you have copies that you want written a certain way, if you want certain topics that you know work well on your Instagram, just have all of those pieces ready. And then that will make it easier for me to put it all together. Um, And I think that goes the same for any other virtual assistant in any other category where just have like the basic building blocks and be open to the fact that they're probably going to need your time and energy a little bit more in the beginning. Yeah, that's that's really good. And I think, you know, especially for social media management, just at least have the basics, you know. If you want something to post, well, you need to have something to post, like an image or a video or, or a graphic. So I think that's, that's really, um, that's foundational, right? Because especially on Instagram, like, you won't be able to post if you don't have any creatives, creatives or any kind of asset. So I think that's, that's really important. So if, when you help your clients with marketing, do you provide a strategy to them or do you just implement their strategy? Um, sometimes clients already have a strategy, but I really like to at the very least go through that with them or yes, create one. I usually recommend that we at least take a look at everything all together. So using social media as an example, again, just taking inventory of all of the different places that they're posting and where they have been posting and then look at their target audience and, um, you know, what their goals are in business and really bring those all together to create a strategy and what works for them and what doesn't. 
there's lots of different pieces that go into it. It can get overwhelming super quickly. So having those goals in mind to work towards, you know, you don't have to post on all of the different channels, but mm-hmm. what is good is to analyze the data that is coming in. And, you know, if Instagram is the one driving the most traffic to your website, maybe you just stick with that. And this goes for if you're working on your own too, and you're not ready to delegate necessarily, just figure out what you're really good at and what you really love and also what the results and the data says, and then figure out from there how to go forward. And that's a really good starting place. Mm -hmm. That's really awesome. Well, I enjoyed our talk today, Emily. I really appreciate everything that you shared. Where can people find you online? Thank you so much. I enjoyed this also. Um, You can find me on Instagram at betcreative.co. That's also my URL. Um, I talk a little bit more about chronic illness on YouTube. So you can just search Emily Beck Creative on there and I'll pop up. Um, I also have a free download if anyone wants it. It's called Marketing with Intention. Um, It's all about how to start marketing on your own if you're not ready to delegate just yet or if you're just starting out. Um, And it helps you to get clear on what social marketing channels work for you before hiring someone. Awesome. I'll put those information in the show notes below wherever you're listening. So if you want to reach out to Emily, definitely reach out to her. She is just a sweet young lady. So go ahead and, you know, have a chat with her. Thank you so much, Emily. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. If you like this episode, please share this with your entrepreneur or business owner friends on social media so they can have freedom and flexibility while running a successful business as well. Please also subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback will inspire me to continue creating content like this and help me improve this podcast show for you. Thank you so much again for listening and I'll see you again on the next episode.